Does your retirement portfolio pass or fail? How do you match up against others? Find out on The Final Grade with Ron DeLegge. Coming up on today's show, a portfolio report card for a married couple. This is BF in New York City. They've got a $97,000 Roth IRA. Do they pass or do they fail? Find out next right here on the Portfolio Report Card. Hi there, everybody. I'm Rhonda Leggy. Great to have you with us. This is where we congregate on a weekly basis to tell you the birds and the bees of profitable investing. We do that through the lens of the Portfolio Report Card, which identifies the strengths and weaknesses of your investment portfolio. And let's look at some of the areas that uh, we cover with the Portfolio Report Card. Key areas like cost, risk, taxes, diversification, performance, organization, and behavior. These are all the things that influence your bottom line results. And so that's why we examine them on this program and tell you how you're doing in each one of these categories. And so if you get an A or a B, that's a good score. If you get a C, D, or an F, that indicates uh, there's some structural flaws with your investment approach and your portfolio that need to be addressed. Keep in mind that the portfolio report card is always one page. It's an actual report that's given uh, to you. And the portfolios that we feature on this program are real-life people with real-life money. We don't do any back-tested portfolios or theoretical portfolios from theoretical people. So that's something else to keep in mind. I grade portfolios as small as $25,000 all the way up to $10 billion. You you got it, $10 billion. I know it sounds kind of crazy, but if you've got more than $10 billion, the good news is you don't need a portfolio report card. You've made it. Congratulations. If you have less than that, well, then guess what? You need a portfolio report card, and I will gladly do it. And I don't care uh, how big that portfolio is, how many holdings, it will fit on one page. That's the way I designed and engineered the portfolio report card. Keep in mind, too, that your first grade is what we call your baseline score. The portfolio report card is an annual exercise because we want to see how you're doing and we want to make sure that you're progressing and not digressing. If you got a good grade this year, we want to make sure you maintain that good grade the following year and subsequent years into the future. And so that's why this grading process is a continuous exercise. And it's very important to make sure that you're staying on track towards your financial and retirement goals. So this is really kind of a quick summary of my philosophy and my approach towards profitable investing. It's all about reducing costs, controlling risk, uh, minimizing taxes, being organized, seeking diversification, managing your behavior, ma uh, maximizing your performance. And, and what we do on this program is we monitor your results. And so this is my eight-step process for helping you get ahead. Now, let's look at uh, today's portfolio report card. This is, as I mentioned, BF in beautiful New York City. I haven't been there in a while but it's a great city. And they've got a $97,000 Roth IRA in change. Now, this is just part of their overall asset base. They just wanted me to grade this one portfolio. We may end up grading after this other investments that they have, and I hope I'll be able to do that for them just to do a little bit of digging and see if they're on track with those other portfolios. 
They're 40, uh, uh, BF, he's 45. Uh, his wife is 38. He's a physician's assistant. And this is an advisor managed portfolio. This is our first one, by the way, on this show. All the portfolios up until now have been self-managed. And so we're going to analyze this advisor managed portfolio and see what the holdings are and how they're doing. Um, BF, when I asked them about how they classify themselves as investors, they consider themselves moderate or balanced investors between aggressive risk takers and conservative. So that's right in the middle lane. And as I mentioned, they've got a total asset base of uh, almost $680,000. And this Roth IRA is part of that. So let's get right into it. Some of the top concerns at BF, the reason they even came to me for portfolio report card was they wanted to find out, is my advisor charging too much? And are they earning their keep as my advisor? And is my portfolio's performance satisfactory? So we're going to determine all of that on today's show. I'll give you an idea of what the, some of their top holdings are. And we're going to get granular in the next slide. But their top three holdings, and this is where most of the money in this portfolio is concentrated, is in U.S. stocks, bonds, and international stocks. These ticker symbols are all Fidelity mutual funds. And the remainder of the portfolio is also invested in Fidelity mutual funds. This is a more granular look at the overall portfolio. As you can see, I highlighted those uh, top three holdings in those areas uh, where most of their money is concentrated. And so we're going to go category by category, take a look at the portfolio's cost, its risk, its taxes, uh, diversification, performance, and then we're going to give them a final grade of A, B, C, D, or F. So let's look at the first grading category, which is cost. And we want to see investment portfolios that minimize investment costs to the greatest degree possible. I always like to use the illustration of um, a, a jockey on a horse. And if you're going to uh, bet on a horse, which jockey are you going to bet on? The one that's uh, 300 pounds or the one that's 150 pounds? Well, clearly the, the horse that has a lighter load. And it's similar to your investment portfolio. It's the investment portfolios with the lighter load in terms of costs that typically end up doing the best. And so this particular portfolio, it's 13 Fidelity Mutual Funds have asset weighted expenses of just over 40 basis points, 0.41%. You add on the advisor fee, which is 1%, and the total annual cost is a whopping 1.41%. That's around $1,300 annually. That's a, that's a lot. And uh, this portfolio clearly has elevated costs, which need to be addressed. There's a lot of fat to cut from this portfolio. The next grading category is diversification. And uh, this portfolio does have exposure to core asset classes like stocks. Uh, it's nice to see they have some international stocks there, not just U.S. They've also got some bonds. A little bit of a sliver position, so tiny, it's not even 1% to real estate. And then they've got some exposure to cash. The only major asset class I see missing here is commodities, but pretty, pretty good job in terms of diversification overall. I'd like to see more portfolio um, uh, tools being used, things like index funds or ETFs that are proxies for the asset classes they're tracking. I don't really see that in this portfolio. And that could help in terms of diversification. Um, in, in terms of matching 
the performance of major asset classes versus trying to outperform them. So in terms of risk, how does this portfolio do? Risk is a big deal. And we want to always make sure that our investments are are um, unified or c- um, compatible with who we are as investors. And I often see a disconnect between how investment portfolios are constructed and how individuals, us, how we describe ourselves. And, and so uh, this particular portfolio has 75% stocks, 23% bonds, and 2% in short-term bonds or cash. And I think overall, it does an okay job of matching how BHEF has described themselves as investors. I always look at how would this portfolio do in a severe decline or or bear market. And according to my calculations, uh, this portfolio would decline in a a severe market uh, with 20 to 40% declines. Uh, They're looking at approximately $14,000 to $28,000 in potential losses. So that's just something to keep in mind. And to prepare yourself mentally, if you're comfortable BF with this particular asset mix, that's what you should expect in terms of potential paper losses should we encounter a really, really bad market. In terms of taxes, taxes are important. And I, I say this because of the fact that this is also an added cost to your portfolio besides the investment expenses or trading costs and other frictional costs that we may end up paying. And so we want to deliberately minimize taxes, not just current taxes, but future taxes to the greatest degree possible. In terms of asset positioning, this is really what impacts all of us from a tax perspective, there's only three places that your money can be invested, your taxable account, your tax deferred account, or your tax free. And your taxable account should have at least six months of living expenses to cover your emergency costs. Your tax deferred bucket should have uh, a balance that allows you to have your RMDs at age 72. RMDs is a acronym for required minimum distributions that stay at or below your standard deduction, and then everything else you want to have systematically invested and parked in your tax-free bucket. And so this is the correct asset positioning. BF has got $270,000 in the taxable account, three ten dollars in the tax-deferred account, and then we're talking here about the tax-free bucket, the Roth IRA, which has $97,000 dollars and change. And so you can see here from an asset positioning perspective that BF has most of their wealth concentrated in the two buckets that are most vulnerable to higher tax rates, the taxable bucket and the tax deferred. And so clearly there needs to be a lot of work done here in terms of rerouting some of the money that's been accumulated in these taxable and tax-deferred accounts, getting that into the tax-free zone and deliberately filling up that tax-free bucket with uh, Roth IRA contributions or Roth 401k or Roth 403b, uh, whatever's available to them in order to help them accomplish that crucial mission. In terms of performance, how does this portfolio perform? We take a look at the BF's one-year performance, which uh, enjoyed a 16.66% gain. That was better than the overall benchmark, which my portfolio grading engine automatically builds benchmarks in terms of how to gauge your performance as well as how to properly gauge your portfolio's cost. So the grading engine 
shows uh, that they did fine. They outperformed by 1.61%, and that's exactly what you want to do. You want to make sure your portfolio performs in line with the benchmark or better. And if you can do that, then you've got satisfactory performance results. So what's the final grade of BF's portfolio? Well, it's a C. They did okay on performance. Performance, though, is not the only line. I know it's the bottom line, but there's other crucial factors that will drive their performance, not just in in this year or the year ahead, but in future years. So we've got to have a, a longer and bigger picture view of things, not just the one-year results. Um, so they've got to work in, ter- in, in terms of improving in terms of organization, cost, and taxes. Why do I say organization? Well, they don't have a written investment policy statement, which is absolutely inexcusable, especially for an advisor-managed portfolio. And the other thing, too, for an advisor-managed portfolio, they're charging that 1% fee, which is rather elevated, uh, you would think that, well, what am I getting for that as a as a client? Well, there should be some help with the correct asset positioning. I don't see any evidence of that. So clearly, um, BF should review that relationship with this advisor and see, you know, what am I really getting for this, all this money that I'm doling out? Um, and then the other thing that um, we observed was uh, overweighting of, BF's overall net worth and assets in those two buckets, the taxable and tax deferred, which clearly uh, are most the most exposed to the threat of higher uh, taxes in the future. So some tips for helping BF improve their future grade. Well, like I said, start rerouting money to the tax-free zone, get more money into the, uh, those Roth uh, types of accounts. Also, um, Add a written investment policy statement or plan. That's your GPS. You should absolutely have one. You're paying an advisor a fee. That advisor should provide you that. And if you can't get one from that advisor, well, then it might be time to review that relationship with that advisor uh, and and either go off on your own or work with an advisor that's smart enough to give you an IPS. Uh, I also have, by the way, online uh, or IPSs that are blank or templates for those of us that self-manage our money. Um, you can get that in my online class, which is titled Build, Grow, and Protect Your Money, a step-by-step guide. You can get a template IPS. You just fill in uh, the blanks, and uh, next time I grade your portfolio, you'll have an IPS. And then aim to reduce your investment costs further. I always like to remind people that advisory fees are negotiable. Uh, a lot of times you don't think they are, but well, you can talk to your advisor and ask them to cut your fees. That's if you really like the advisor. Uh, so that's something else you should keep in mind. And I think that will definitely help you. So thank you very much, BF, for sharing your portfolio with us. Um, I hope some of these tips will help you. And I think if you add an IPS and make some of these adjustments, the next time I analyze and grade your portfolio, I think you'll have a much better grade. I'm happy to analyze and grade your investment portfolio. These are just some of the institutions that I've uh, analyzed and grade por- graded portfolios from. So get in touch with me. Um, I will gladly take a look at what you're doing, and I'll tell you if you're on track or off track. And the whole idea here is to help you get ahead and stay ahead. 
And so that does it for this episode of the Portfolio Report Card. I hope you've enjoyed it. And uh, be sure, if you have, to post some comments below. Hit the like button. And don't forget to subscribe to ETF Guide TV. We do original series just like this every single week, helping you learn about the birds and the bees of profitable investing. So I'm Ronda Leggy. Join us again next time, and we'll see you again. Take care. Does your retirement portfolio pass or fail? How do you match up against others? Find out on The Final Grade with Ron DeLegge. No part of The Final Grade with Ron DeLegge may be copied, altered, or redistributed without the expressed written consent of its producers. The show should not be construed as legal, financial, or tax advice, nor is it an offer to buy or sell security. Portfolio Report Card is not a guarantee against market losses or warranty of investment results of any kind. Some of the guest names have been changed to protect identities. Go to PortfolioReportCard.com to learn more.